0: Hey, friends, and welcome to the Moving Mountains podcast. Moving Mountains is a place to hear true stories of modern-day miracles told by ordinary people just like you and me. My name is Paige, and I'm joined here in Alaska by my dear friends Margaret and Bernadette as we witness accounts of how God has worked in people's lives in big and small ways. As you listen to these stories of hope, answered prayers, and unexplained phenomena, we invite you to allow this space to inspire your faith and even to help you recognize the ways in which God is moving mountains in your own life.
1: Welcome back to Moving Mountains. We're so glad that you're here with us once again. Um, And today we have some amazing guests with us, Jose and Christine Pabone. They're a Catholic couple from our local Anchorage, Alaska Catholic Church community. Um, But before we get into that and hear their amazing miracle story, I have a very important question to ask. So either one of you can answer first. I just have a feeling that being from New York, you might have a a strong opinion about this. So Uh is a soft drink called pop or soda? Oh,
2: geez. Soda. Soda. Soda.
1: Soda. Soda. Pop. Pop. What's your answer, Bernadette? Um, Well, I feel kind of torn because growing up in Ohio, I heard pop and soda I guess pop more locally, but all of my relatives are on the East Coast, so soda. Mm-hmm. And then we had like the weird soda pop thing going on too. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm, I'm kind of like the middle camp who everybody hates. Wait, so what do you call it now? <laughs> um, both. I'll say like, oh, can I have a pop? Or can you hand me that soda? It's like completely interchangeable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fantastic. But not fizzy water, and I don't just call it all Coke. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Okay, that's we'll true. see. That's where I'm kind of similar, but also different, because
0: growing up on the West Coast in California, soda. Mm-hmm. But then moving to the South, Coke. So, oh. mm. now, today, I'll say, yeah, can you hand me that soda? Or I'll say, I could really go for a Coke, but I'm not talking about Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a carbonated drink. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> so yeah. confusing. What about you, right, Margaret? Michigan, what about you, Margaret? <laughs> Grew up with pop. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm but I've converted to soda. I moved West and I think that was more of a thing out in Colorado. And I just have, I generally just call it soda now, but Mm. only for the last probably 15 years. Okay. So I feel (laughs) you. I feel you Bernadette. (laughs) Very good question. Well, oh, in right. Alaska, we just call it a snow cone, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all ice. It's all below freezing.
1: Here, so. yes. <laughs> yeah, for our listeners who don't know, we do all live in igloos. Um, mm-hmm. But there are no penguins in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Many people mm-hmm. don't know that. So. Dog sleds
0: to school. That's yeah. Yes. awesome. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Ride moose occasionally. In the, yes, yes,
0: in the summer, yeah. the moose, obviously.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's how you know Jose and Christine are coming. You see the moose coming yeah. down, the, down the road. There go, there <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we would love to hear a little bit from you before we, before we dive into your story, just hear who you are and introduce yourselves a little bit to our listeners. So Christine, would you like to start?
3: Okay. Um, my name is Christine and I am the mother of two very amazing boys, grown boys. <laughs> and I am a special education teacher for 30 plus years now. And, awesome.
1: uh, Wow.
3: I find tremendous joy in working with the children I work with.
1: Awesome. That's awesome. Wonderful.
2: Thanks Welcome. so much for sharing. Yep. No problem. And I'm Jose, and Chris and I have been married for 20-some-odd years and 24 years, right? <laughs> and um, uh, I'm a teacher of the blind and visually impaired in the uh, Anchorage School District. And Chris and I actually met working at a school for the blind run by the Dominican Sisters in New York. Wow. wow. Um, so we met there, and, and uh, you know, history was made, and we got married, and we came up here. And now Christine joined our department, so we both are teachers of the blind and visually impaired and work together and haven't killed each other. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. Yeah. There you go. There's still time. <laughs> well, oh. I did hear recently that Christine was trying to kill Jose, uh by you know teaching him how to ride a motorcycle, and
2: uh, it's <laughs> not my slow learner. I, I heard it was, I, <laughs> I heard it so was beating it.
1: Jose up a little bit oh, I oh, heard about oh, that gosh, in like a shit. month or so. But finally
2: got my license. It took a little bit, oh, but, but yeah, Chris was definitely uh, instrumental in me learning how to ride. Wow,
0: that's awesome! That's awesome. That's just awesome. in time for winter. Yeah, yeah. I know.
1: <laughs> the studded tires. Yeah. Oh, but yes. just another fun fact about Jose and Christine. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks so much for telling us a little bit about yourselves, and I just want to mention that when I met Jose and Christine, um, one of the first things that I was really intrigued by was their answer to the question, "What brought you to Alaska?" Because I mean, as soon as you hear Jose speak, you know he's not born and raised here. He's got that classic New Yorker accent, um, and you know, typically when any of us ask like, "Oh, what brought you to Alaska?" like the the three of us here who run this podcast, you know, it's either Work or military, whatever. Um, God. Yeah, God. <laughs> so you get some typical answers up here. It's usually somebody who loves outdoors or who was transferred here, chose to work here. Um, but Jose and Christine had a very unique answer to that question. Um, and just, I w- it was really unexpected when I heard what brought them to Alaska. And so that ties very heavily into the story that they're going to share today. So I would just Just love to pass the torch to you, too, and let you share your story.
2: All righty. Do you want to begin?
1: So
3: what brought us to Alaska is our son, Anthony. It was all him. We we came here for a five-day visit. Jose's cousin lived here. We came up. We had five days between the end of our school year and the beginning of our summer program, and we were Mm -hmm. coming up for a quick visit.
2: Never been to Alaska.
3: Coming from New York. Coming from
2: New York. Yes. And what
3: year was this? 2002. Uh, June. 20 years ago. June 2002. Um, I was pregnant with my son, Anthony. I was um, uh, middle trimester, so doctor said it was safe to travel. Mm -hmm. So I did. She said, just make sure you walk on the plane not to get blood clots. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I got that. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we got here, and um, we were here for two days doing fun stuff, and um, my water broke. And wow. I was taken to Providence Hospital and admitted immediately and put on strict bed rest.
2: Well, wow. you called the doctor. She wow. was she was cutting steak for our older son, and her water broke. And um, uh, she called the doctor back in New York, and he said... Um, well, you need to, the doctor said, you need to get to a hospital right away. Uh-huh. And we're thinking, well, we're in Alaska, and I'm just visiting my cousin. Are you kidding me? Like, right, really? Right. And uh, um, we went to the hospital, and they put her on bed rest, and Chris had different ideas, and Anthony had different ideas. So
3: that two days later, um, the doctor came in and said, oh, I haven't lost much fluid. I would be okay to just get up to use the bathroom and uh two hours or so later I started having contractions wow. and oh my gosh. I was it was seven o'clock in the evening I was talking to a friend on the phone I'm like gosh I'm having really bad contractions I don't know what's happening here and they had a monitor on me but it wasn't registering oh my. and uh, <clears throat> a couple hours later a nurse came in and I said to her I'm really having contractions and she's like no 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 it's just from the medication we gave you just go to sleep and I'm like no you don't understand I'm having contractions. I had a baby before. This is not mm-hmm. unusual. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I just can't go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, so okay. You can't just ignore contractions. Yeah. <laughs> but they insisted it wasn't Wouldn't contractions. That be nice. yeah. 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 <laughs> but it wasn't registering on the machine, so they said it's not contractions. And I said, no, it really is. It really is. And she decided to look. And sure enough, he was coming out.
2: Oh, yeah. my goodness.
3: Oh my so they... Gosh disconnected everything started rolling the bed down the hall and, and
2: people multiply and around
3: about the bed. about I don't know how far down the hall I said he's here and they said what and I said he's here and nobody was listening to me because there were like five doctors around the bed now he's through. here he's here and I'm like they're like no just keep going you know and I said he's here and they <laughs> oh <my laughs> she lifted God. the blanket
2: and oh there oh my- he was yeah
3: and I said they said all they remember is 10.31 and give me the scissors. Yeah. And then he was
2: gone. They were yelling, what time is it? What time is it? And they, Anthony was, uh, it was, uh, he was 23 weeks. Oh my goodness. Yep. Oh, one and a half gosh. pounds. Uh, he was uh, about like a can of Coke. Yeah. Like yeah. 600 and something grams. And um, Don't you mean soda? Yeah, soda. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they the, the nurse, uh, Kathy, scooped him with one hand scissors in the other and she took off in one direction we're in the hallway she took off in one direction and they wheeled chris in another direction oh and and what did
0: you do Jose? i
2: sort i didn't know what to do yeah. i was just sort of standing there and i said well i i obviously can't help the baby right, right. now so i ran with chris and uh um yeah that that night was sort of like quick and a blur and mm-hmm. You know, they came back. They Chris Chris was very heavily medicated after a while, and and um, she was trying to sit up. And the doctor came and was explaining everything to us as she was sliding out of her chair. Why
0: and were you heavily medicated?
2: Because they wanted me to go to sleep before he was born. They because yeah. they didn't oh, think it was contractions, so, so
3: the they wanted oh, me they go had to it. sleep. Everything everything they had, wanted me had to go to sleep. In, they yeah. kept saying it's not contraction. Just go to sleep. Here, yeah. take this. Here, take oh this. Gosh. But I remember they took me in to see Anthony after they delivered the placenta separately Mm -hmm. they took me and they had to save that to test it because he was so early and they took me in to see him and there was this baby in this bed of blue blankets and all I remember seeing was like the blood pressure cuff on his thigh and tubes everywhere Mm -hmm. and this little red Mm -hmm. body Mm -hmm. but unidentifiable body but I was just like, oh my gosh. I mean, but I was so drugged that I'm falling and then I can't even, I couldn't touch him, I couldn't do anything. So they took me back to my room and I called my mother. Oh Oh
0: my And where was Joey during all of this?
2: Joey was back at my cousin's. Okay. Yeah. And Joey's he's, your other son. Joey's, yes, Joey's you. the right. older brother. He was, he was he almost was three. He's, almost like he's a month two shy years and three. 11 months mm-hmm. older than Anthony. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And so he was there, and we were just dealing with everything. You know, Chris had called her mother, and uh, I called my mother uh, in Puerto Rico. And uh, the first thing she said to me was, uh, please get the baby baptized. Mm-hmm. She said, uh, get that baby baptized. That's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, she asked how Chris was doing, how I'm doing. She said, please baptize that baby. Wow. And, uh, you know, my mother's always been uh, my rock when it comes to faith. Mm-hmm. And I I had a mission. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's take care of the baby, take mm-hmm. care of Chris, get the baby baptized. And uh, he was baptized <laughs> less than Far less than 24 hours old by yeah. one o'clock the next afternoon by, we had by, him baptized by father father loose father loose father mm-hmm. loose who's still in oh, town yeah, <laughs> yeah father loose yeah. came mm-hmm. and he and he came and anthony was in the isolette you know with all the equipment and everything wow. and we have pictures you know of him being mm-hmm. baptized and that made my mother very happy yes um so, yeah, we got them baptized, and then, and then the five-day uh, vacation turned into a five-month stay. Wow. And so, that was
3: just the beginning. Yeah. We, who knew where we were going to go from wow. there, you yeah. know? I mean, now we're in the hospital with this one-pound baby and an almost three-year-old th- that we don't know what to do with, you know? I yeah. mean, we don't know how to handle both of them.
1: What yeah. did they tell you when Anthony was born? I mean, I know 23 weeks, that's like on the threshold of mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I, my husband is a physician and I think currently it's, you know, babies are, it's possible that they'll survive after 24 weeks and your mm-hmm. baby was born at 23 weeks. 23. They and called so, him a micro preemie Yeah, he was time. a
2: micro
3: preemie. and they came in with all these charts for me to show me different things and they all started at 24 weeks oh my goodness. and I said... But what about Anthony? He's 23, mm-hmm. and they said chances are slim that
1: that he would survive. That he would make yeah. it. Wow. So I mean, oh, that must have been scary to see 24 weeks. Yeah, everything.
3: everything. I was just like, but but what do we do? You know? And then they, I remember, like within a day or two, he needed a blood transfusion. And I was like, okay, where do I go? you know, because he can have all my blood, you know, whatever he needs. And they were like, no, it doesn't work like that. We have to get him blood from someplace else. You can't just give your blood. I'm like, but I, I will. I mean, just tell me what I have to do. And, um, that wasn't
2: an option. So Mm -hmm. the, the hospital, um, the facilities they had were amazing Mm -hmm. and, uh, they provided Chris with a room. She had a, a
3: private, not
2: right away though. Not right away. We were in a, in a, kind of a general room with everyone and then we eventually got into a private room uh, my cousin was living in a very small apartment at the time and we were only supposed to be there five days <laughs> you know um, so anyway we were, spent most of our time at the hospital and and we had this room at the hospital that we were sort of living out of mm-hmm. and uh, Anthony had uh, he had a brain bleed that resolved he had uh, he had a heart um, hole. Um, uh,
3: the valve wasn't the valve, working right, yeah, but and that resolved itself. Murmur, also murmur? Yeah. Um, yeah. maybe it was a murmur. prolapse. It, yes, it might have been. A, it was. A, was a it, I think it was like.
2: I don't know if it was mitral valve. It, the kid's chart is like freaking. You know, the size of I don't know an encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know he. Um, so yeah, mitral valve. I think prolapse was I what he had, what it was. Um, had. It just resolved, resolved itself.
0: Yep, it that resolved. And the brain it, bleed. Yeah, wow. yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, years later, closely. I don't think it just resolved itself. <laughs> yeah. I think, I yeah. think, I think we had, I think we I think had a lot, lot of prayers and, 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 and the Holy Spirit yeah, there was, was some with us, you know? Right. Definitely. Um, and <clears> then, <throat> then he had uh, he had retinopathy of prematurity, which is is interesting because Chris and I work with kids who are blind and visually impaired, and a lot of our kids were blind because of prematurity.
3: Ah. Mm-hmm. So we were, but before that, he yeah. had. Um, before that, he had uh, perforated bowel surgery.
2: Oh, that's oh right. Gosh. At like yeah. at
3: like 19 days old, he had perforated oh. bowel surgery, yeah. and it was described to me that his intestines Neck. were like, like, like a little bit bigger than a piece of thread, and a yeah. doctor How was do going to you... do surgery on oh. this. Oh my god! It was yes.
2: fascinating and disgusting and so cool too because. Was that where they did, where he had no, the that two? That was
3: when they finished the surgery. The two ends yeah, were sticking out. Two
2: ends. Out. So he would he would he would uh, uh, defecate, the, and they would reinfuse the stool not because at the he beginning. had. See, she, this is why she tells me yeah. she remembers the stuff. Mom remembers the stuff. Go on, mom.
3: But first, so what they did was they removed the section, probably about. Probably about an inch, maybe. That was There was a hole in it, and he had all this free matter floating in his body. He was oh completely infected. Oh, my Aww. gosh. So, when they, so they opened him up, cut the hole out of his intestines, but they left the two pieces sticking out, and they closed up his incision, mm-hmm. but with these two little pieces sticking out, and they put a bag on him. Sure. And they said potentially he could have a bag forever, but wow. only time would tell. Oh so... And if then, he
1: even made it. Yes, if yeah. he even made it. So basically they would have to reinfuse his poop back in so Eventually. that is to get nutrients. So what, happened. Yeah. 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 So what yeah. happened was
3: that was that was, he was 19 days old when he had the surgery, they didn't start reinfusing probably until that was July, probably until August late August early September because they didn't even know if he was going to make it that far yeah,
0: oh
3: my gosh. Um, he was on a he was on a high flow vent and it was he was on a vent for the whole up until October <clears throat> but when they when he, they started to see the potential they needed to know if the bottom half of his intestines worked they didn't even know because everything right. was coming out the first right. tube so then they started reinfusing to see that the rest of his body worked so wow they so- did. They yeah. did that, and and they did uh, biopsies on his on the other end just to
0: make mm-hmm. sure there was
2: all the right nerves and everything.
3: Of
0: course. <clears throat> How much weight was he gaining per week?
2: Well, that was another thing. Oh. He had failure to thrive, so okay. he that was one of his greatest issues. Yeah, that so. was he. He wasn't really growing, and I mean, Chris is great with details. I remember all the the stuff that was thrown at the kid, right? You know, so uh, when he had um, ROP. ROP. He had um, surgery bedside. I held his hands
3: through the whole
0: surgery. Yeah. So oh,
2: laser oh, surgery oh, okay. bedside by by a uh, uh, doctor, Doctor Arnold, who to this day I work with him because of our students. Oh my wow. god. You know, so it, it's it, it's really interesting. And and uh, that man was a blessing. He is mm-hmm. a blessing yeah. to many all kids. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, all the doctors that we dealt with there, and 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 the nurses especially, <laughs> but um, yeah, they did the surgery. And uh, what else did he have so, going so on? So, then,
3: at one point during the summer, I don't know how it happened, but somehow he wound up with a, an infection in his body and his bloodstream and everything that his body turned gray.
2: Oh, oh my goodness! So
3: I went in. We went in one day to see him, and I said, "Oh my god, he, his color! What's wrong?" You know, but he was completely infected. So we had to have a specialist come in, an infectious disease infectious specialist, disease guy, who yeah. made a. a Cocktail of drugs for Anthony, specific everything that was infected in him, and then after that, all his skin peeled off. It was it was crazy. Now,
2: now during all this time, and he healed from that. We're also dealing with Joey. Right. Mm -hmm. We got him in a daycare center at the hospital. Mm. Um,
3: There was a kid. There was a kid who only went to daycare half a day, so there was a half a day spot open from twelve to five. And Joey got that spot. Wow. Wow. And yeah, then, that was like,
0: yeah. that was like okay. amazingly
3: yeah. amazing. Yeah. And what were you guys <clears throat> doing with your jobs?
2: We put them on hold. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, so we, we didn't, you know, kind of like here, we, uh, we chose to work the summer program, uh, but we didn't have to work the summer mm-hmm. program. We were expected to be back in September. That's when school okay. starts mm-hmm. in New York. Well, um, when,
3: when I first went into hospital, I called New York and I said, I'm. <clears throat> um, I i do not think we're going to be home on time for summer school. Yeah. I'm in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And um. And uh, two days later, I called back and said, "Yeah, we're not going to be home mm-hmm. for the summer program." Wow. So and,
2: and where was our car? <coughs> in our the... car was at the airport parking lot. Mm-hmm. Back oh. east, you know. I mean, because we were gone for five days. You yeah. Know? Oh. So first we, time we ever did long term parking. Yeah. Oh. You're, 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 first time we ever did. First and last oh. time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it was like it was like really. Really long-term park. Oh my gosh! Uh, did so, you have
0: anyone who could go and pick up the car? For you? We eventually. Okay, did, yeah. somebody went and got we it. eventually.
2: Was. So, so that little segue here, uh-huh. and I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying this if anyone from New York hears it, but it, I love <laughs> New York. I love, and my family's still there. My brother's still mm-hmm. there. Um, a lot of times in New York, it's not that people are mean; it, it's that people are kind of wrapped up in their own life, right? Mm-hmm. Their stuff so things happen and what you get a a, a lot in new york is wow that sounds really tough boy i hope that works out for you mm. right now we're here mm-hmm. and you know my cousin's trying to live her life she was getting married
3: no no well, she yet. was not she yet.
2: wasn't married she was dating she this was guy and was the, yeah and 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 we were like trying to respect that space yeah. and she had a yeah. tiny she also apartment. Had a daughter
3: joey's age yeah too. yeah
2: mm. so um Anyway, so we're here and in the hospital, and we're trying to live a normal life with Anthony having all his medical stuff oh. going on. And the, no,
1: community no community No community. No family no. other than... But the the nurses. We, had,
3: we had three nurses that took us on as primary care patients, and these three nurses not only took care of Anthony but took care of us as well. One of them was just at our one house them, last yep. week. Oh my gosh. one of them one Anthony of them came to New to York mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. saw
2: us. we're still mm-hmm. friends with all of them wow. and and yeah, and, uh, yeah they, they said we got the kid go enjoy Alaska because mm-hmm. we didn't have much of a vacation. Mm-hmm. And we, we went on a flight scene tour we took Joey to Denali. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we did all this stuff every day, but we're at the hospital every day, but they would chase us out, especially (laughs) if Anthony was having a good day. Right. You know, they're like, Hey, do what you got to do. Well,
0: that's so important for the parents. Well, they said,
3: we're here now. You're going to go home at some point and we're not going to be there. So Mm -hmm." we got him now.
2: And, and, and while all this is happening, okay. Um, We didn't know why it happened. Right. You know, the doctor in New York said, hey, good time to fly or whatever. Uh, uh, Me, you know, with uh, my kind of Catholic guilt or whatever, I sat and I said, boy, what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, sins of the father Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, that weighed heavily on me for mm. a long time. That why is Christine suffering why does Joey have to you know have this part of his childhood change Mm -hmm. why is Anthony in this you know so um, I was looking at it all wrong Mm -hmm. God had a different plan
3: oh yeah but I sat there every day and talked to Anthony every single day and every day they'd say you know we don't know what's gonna happen we don't know how long we don't know if we don't know when we don't know how and all this but never in my mind did I think I wasn't taking my baby yeah. home. Mm. I had complete faith that my baby was coming home. I didn't care yeah. what I needed to do to take care of him; he was coming home. Mm. I mean, I had been working with kids with significant right. disabilities yeah. Yeah. for for ten years at that yeah. point, you know, even longer, and I knew
2: we were prepared. We were right. that
3: that if my baby needed this, I got it. You know, let's go. Yeah. And yeah. and at one point, I mean, he had. So many surgeries, so many sicknesses, so many blood many transfusions, so many <laughs> platelet transfusions. I mean, almost daily. Um, but at one point, um, they came up to me and they said, uh, so how far do we go? And mm-hmm. I said, uh, I don't understand. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And they said, how far do we go to save him? I said, well, you do everything. Mm-hmm. You
2: don't stop. That's I mean, when ever. he had the lung issue. That was, his, lung, mm-hmm. his lung had collapsed. And they said, we have to do a procedure, and it's a bit invasive, and this could help him or we'll hurt them. it could not turn out well. What do you want us to do? Gotcha. You do everything. And Chris said, do everything. You do everything. You do everything, you do everything and whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. It's in God's hands. And, and uh, he came through amazingly. Wow. Mm-hmm. And... Um, during all this time, Chris is obviously spending a lot of time with him in the room, and and you know I'm trying to entertain Joey here and there. So we're taking walks around the hospital, and this gal runs into us every now and again, right? And uh, well, you tell how, how she she met us, Danielle.
3: She met you when you took Joey down there.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: She jo- so. <laughs> Because we weren't working at the time, we qualified for WIC, and they Jose took Joey down to the WIC office. I didn't because, know this. They told us this. Yes. They were oh, like, wow. yeah, why yes. don't you? They said, go down there, yeah. and it will be helpful for you for the summer. Mm-hmm. And so he took her da- him down there to get him checked to get whatever we could. I mean, I didn't understand that because I didn't know we could do that. So this young girl was working in the office, and Jose told her our story, and her answer to him was, you can't stay in the hospital you have
2: you, to come live you, with us you come and live with us what? and i'm like <laughs> you come live with us. And I, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm from New York. I don't trust. Anybody. <laughs> so I said, I, I come to Chris, oh, I tell her so that. Nice. And I said, uh, yeah, this gal is offering that, you know, we live with her. I said, she's kind of small. If she gets stupid, I think I could take her. <laughs> um, you know, but you want to, you know, meet her and, 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 but then she, she, and disappeared. I, yeah, she, she disappeared. Yeah. She disappeared for a while,
3: which was not surprising to me because like he said, people in New York Wow, I hope that works out. You know. Mm. So she said this, and then she disappeared. Mm. But nothing of it. Yeah. About what? Two or three weeks later, we were sitting in the back of the ho- walking from the hospital to the daycare through the back of the hospital, and she walks by, and Jose says, "There she is," huh? and I'm like, "Oh, okay." And she says, oh, "I found you guys. I've been looking for you guys." We just got home from taking the youth to see the Pope. We're ready for you to come live with us.
2: They, the World Youth Day, I guess, was in Toronto or something. Was in Canada. Like, oh, we're like, oh my, we're, God. yeah, yeah. And, and we're looking at this and, girl. I'm like, how does she even get through the freaking door with that halo on her? Face? And, and This is Danielle.
3: And then the other thing she said was, "Oh, I know why you're hesitating because you haven't met my husband. Well, just come over and meet him. We'll give you a key tonight, and you can come anytime oh, you want." My wow. Goodness. And I'm like
2: so danielle pretty much adopted us yes and we ended up uh so that it it
3: helped us to be able to leave the hospital and go someplace and and have joey someplace because joey wasn't allowed to stay in our our room attached to anthony's room he wasn't allowed to stay in there only the parents were so this joey could come see him but only for short amounts of time and so we'd bring him in to see him and then we'd have to take him to Danielle's because he couldn't stay in the room. Mm. But every day we were at the hospital, and every day we were there.
2: And, and, and Dan- then, Danielle was just Yeah, Danielle just was like amazing. an angel that yeah. fell
3: down yeah. from yeah. heaven or something. And Travis
2: is all right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Did they have any kids at the no. time? No. no. Okay. They had Not. just
3: been married. This was June, they were married July. In- they got married in September of that year, so they were Brandon. Relatively newly yeah, married, new. yeah. you know, wow. yeah. and Joey, uh, Joey fell in love with Danielle oh, instantly, and at that time, actually he still does, had a uh, personal space issues, so yeah. he would talk yeah. to Danielle like noses. <laughs> we, like ha- we have yeah. pictures,
2: <laughs> and, and Joey was always in her face. And, and he loved Travis yeah. and Travis you know it's funny because Joey was born in New York but you know all his language came from us so he would tell Travis hey you talking to me you, to me? you know and Travis would get you know Travis I think of uh, Idaho and Wyoming you know live there and he's like this little this little tiny kid with this it sounds like Robert de Niro you know but uh, so funny. and and, and, and Throughout all this time, Anthony's getting a little bit bigger. Mm. You know, they have different formulas and, and everything. And, uh, Eating
3: was one of his biggest struggles. Eating and breathing were his two major hurdles. So he was on the vent forever, and I could not, well, I couldn't breastfeed him because he couldn't do that. He had a vent in his she mouth. Had very hard but time. I couldn't pump yeah. either. For yeah. some oh, reason, God. I had nothing. Yeah. nothing and I tried it was so early day. Yeah. So, yeah, and and your body probably i don't really think had the hormones yeah, or whatever weeks. but she yeah. she but tried other so girls hard were coming and was out like with reduc- full bags and I'm like how come I can't do that yeah. I mean yeah. I would literally not to
2: mention Chris and I are older too yeah you know I mean I would
3: I would literally get enough to coat the bottom of the bottle and that oh was it gosh. and the hate yeah. that he needed more than that yeah. Yeah. he needed to grow yeah. Yeah. so he started you know mixing it with other stuff and everything but he still was only taking like like a syringe of food at every feeding you know I mean literally like a little syringe and and that was it and then it just was so hard for him to eat I remember working so hard on that and
2: tell the oxygen story because that's the the best the vent story when the doctor came and was asking about little baby PaBone. well (laughs) that was
3: that was when he got off the he got so before that because we had no idea how long Anthony needed to be in the hospital and we were going to do whatever we had to do. Jose left me alone. He took Joey and went home
2: to New York. Hey, hey, hey hold on. It wasn't it wasn't <laughs> an, an abandonment. We talked. We talked about this. I was going to go back to New York and go back to work <laughs> and do the single dad thing.
3: But the deal was that um, I would take family leave and then we'd trade places and he would take family leave because yeah. we didn't know how long we needed. Yeah. So he left with Joey and I was here alone. Thank goodness I had Danielle and Travis mm-hmm. and, and my nurses that were fabulous. And um, and then um, oh, that it, was...
2: The, the surgeon would call us. And oh, we yeah. Would... So I'm back in New York and he's having you know his like 50th surgery or whatever it is. And, and we... You know, uh, Chris made sure that I was in on all the conversations, mm-hmm. so they organized their time. It was po- so funny. Yeah, yeah. The
3: doctor's talking to Jose on the phone on a speaker, and he's drawing pictures of what the surgery is going to look like. I'm sitting next to the doctor, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. drawing a picture, like like as if Jose could see it. Yeah. But it was, it was very funny. helpful for me. Yeah. 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 But um, so then he had his he did they did the reinfusion and they checked that all they did the connection surgery. And then they did a couple of other surgeries. And finally, like um, early October, he got off the vent and he was on a nasal cannula. Wow. And they're doing rounds. And um, I'm sitting in the room holding Anthony. And they're standing outside the uh, door. And the door is open a little bit. And I can hear them. And they're doing rounds. Okay, baby Gavi Pabone, nasal cannula. And the doctor says, no, 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 he's on a vent. And, the, and the, the, doctor who, the doctor who was coming on was saying, no, 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 he's on a vent. And the doctor who was leaving was saying, no, 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 he's on a nasal cannula. And they he said, no, he's on a vent. And uh, <laughs> finally they said, no, he's on a cannula. And the doctor who was coming on duty was there the night he was born. And he came in and he sat down and he said to me, I never thought he'd get off a vent. Wow. He wow. thought he'd be on a vent okay. his whole life. Wow. Oh my god So he was like, he was like, I cannot believe you're yeah. holding him without a, oh uh, without God. the vent.
0: Thank you for listening to part one of this episode. We look forward to sharing part two with you next Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the Moving Mountains podcast. If you have a miracle story to tell, please call our hotline at 412-449-9609. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at moving Mountains podcast ak. We encourage you to subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and share our podcast with others. We'll see you next time.